Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Straight to the Mat, where this is our re-debut, our uh, relaunch. Uh, this isn't Saved by the Bell, the new generation, but uh, this is Straight to the Mat. I'm one of your co-hosts, Slick Rick the Ruler, or Ravishing Rick, or you can just call me Rick. And next to me is... The Cerebral Analyst, the Ness. Alright, Ness. Today's episode, we're going to talk about debuts, wrestling debuts. Um, you know... And in, and in wrestling, there's always debuts, man. Whether it's, you know, back in the day, someone from another company debuting at another wrestling promotion, or nowadays it's maybe someone being moved up from a roster and debuting on a, on, on, on a, you on know, one show. of the main brands, main shows. Or, you know, now you start to get these indie stars who are crossing over and, you know... Making uh, their uh, NXT debuts. Yeah, and then... Or some guys go from, like, your ROHs or TNAs or New Japans and just jump straight into the big show. Um, that's a little rare, but it happens. So, man, let's get into it. Um, the re-debut? Well, Debuts. What will be one of your favorite... Wrestling debuts of all time. One of my wrestling favorite wrestling debuts of all time. Uh, I th- well, one of them because I know it's going to be more. Than there, one. There's a few, but I think maybe one that that sticks out for me more than anything. I think it's probably Chris Jericho, Y2J, Attitude Era, '99. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of them. Um, and you know, like, and and that I think it's changed over the years. I think if I if I had to um, put something, if you had asked me this like years ago, I'd probably say something else or someone else. But I, I gotta say that one only, you know, because it had such a huge feel for such a small player. Well, remember the, the there was also some hype back hype and backstory to it. Yeah, of course, you know, and, and I think and I think you know, um, the promo packages. Right, the promo packages leading up to the big debut at you know when he showed up during the Rocks promo at the Garden, right? Was that it was or was no, it? No, wasn't the Garden. I don't know where it was, but no, it wasn't uh, New York. Uh... Well, whatever. Somebody, somebody can uh, correct us on that. Um, but anyways, yeah, man. So, so that was definitely, definitely one of those. Um, you know, I would say that's probably one of my favorite ones, you know. And I, th- I think even the promo and the way, like, the promo win and everything, it was, it was pretty big. He was, he was able to hang with The Rock. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, but that's, that's one of my... Uh, but what, what made it so special? Though? Well, you know, at the time, right, people were jumping companies, right? At the time, people were jumping companies, and you didn't know... Like, you didn't know who was going to show up where and when, right? Because, I mean, also at the time, I didn't know... You didn't really know the structure, the contracts, like, you know, now, like, you know, there the no-compete clauses and stuff like that, right? I didn't know about none of that stuff when I was, like, a teen. I was, like, 13, I think, or 14 when it happened. Um, but for me, man, it was just, it was it was the theme music, man. Break the walls down. And it was a different version of what the song is now, you know what I mean? It, I found the original version. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it was a different version of, of that, of that uh, entrance theme song. Um, you know, the countdown. Right, the countdown: ten, nine, eight. But did you know he was coming, or it caught you by surprise? Um, it was the rumor was it was Chris Jericho. Okay. Right, the rumor was Chris Jericho. Um, it was, you know Chris Jericho, and you know you had the the the, the countdown, the you know the millennium, the, countdown. The millennium countdown. But then I think it was you that that told me one day we were watching Raw, and they wait a minute when you add the but I thought the millennium for like the actual year millennium. But like, look at that! Look at the days. Like, yeah, it's not. Only, it, it's only twenty seven days. Like, wait a minute, you're right. Yeah, I never pay attention. Yeah, to yeah. It. So it wasn't. Yeah, he would. I mean, it would have been crazy if he debuted. I guess in like a New Year's show. But for me, um, I, I gotta say, why Jay goes down? You know, it was the countdown. It was a promo that he that that he cut. It was the fans' reaction to him. And for me, that's what a debut is, right? For me, a debut is that first impact. Yeah, first impact you make because you'll never experience that again. And if you're live to see it, even better. It's even it's 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 amazing. It's a, it's a crazy 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 uh, feeling. But that per right, it's like you can only you know you can only make a, a first impression once, right? Yeah. And that, and that's what he did. And I, and for me, that was that was that was a good one. No, I yourself? agree that that was a good one. To me, I made put my my insights. Yeah, 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 at yeah. the time, yeah. I think I started watching a little bit more of WCW okay. that year. Yeah. 
Um, so I kind of knew what was going on in WCW and also yeah, WWE. WWE. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm like you know, like you guys know, I'm mostly a WWF guy, WWE guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I started watching WCW more. Um. I think more because of um. I started watching more when Bret Hart jumped ship. Okay. Bret Hart was one of my yeah, yeah. So you I, followed his. So I fo- yeah, I followed him over there. Even though it was a short, you know, stint in WCW. Yeah, but wasn't the best, but. I would watch Chris Jericho matches. Yeah. So he, he was considered a cruiserweight at the time. Yeah, yeah, and WCW. So his yeah, matches, yeah. you know, were awesome. He was a high flyer, you know, with Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. I know he had a, a big feud with, like, Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. It was, like, I think they had, like, the best of seven matches, I believe. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, Chris Benoit. Yeah. His character was just flamboyant. And I remember he had also the feud with uh, Goldberg, just pissed off Goldberg and I like that like you know like the other dog you know going after the you know the, the big dog and then he would show his frustration he would hate, I think it was a losing streak he would show his frustration yeah. in, the, in the ring and stuff like that but then that's when the rumors started like he's not gonna you know sign back with WCW or I think WCW didn't make him an offer to keep him something like that and then I was like oh if he's not gonna sign with WCW I think that's best bad to go to WF yeah. So. Well, right. I think. I think ultimately that's where everyone wants to end up, right? Yeah. I think, like, from hearing things Chris Jericho had to say over the years, that was ultimately where he wanted to end up, anyways. Like WCW is like a stepping stone, but you know, a big stepping stone, right? Because you don't have that now, right? You don't have a big stage like a WCW these days. Yeah, but the thing is, it's like at the time that was for me that was very interesting. Like, okay, when you see a guy from WCW, like. That he's just a mid Carter, but then come in and make that big impact. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he could be a main eventer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he made that debut, and then the Rock in the Ring, and that promo he cut it was awesome. Yeah, fucking even all you know, even the Rock owned him though. But it was just, yeah, well, it was a good back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it shows you that he could hang with a a top player. Okay, that that's how my insight in it. That, you know, that's that's why it made a a great great debut. And, yeah, you know. Whatever, whatever happened afterwards follows like undisputed champ. Yeah, and and, and I see champ. He's made several like re debuts, debuts which were returns, which is a different episode. But um, you know, he always leaves his mark, and I think his best one was probably the Y two J Save Me thing. You know what I mean? That save was pretty us. great. Yeah, Y two J Save Us uh, thing, and I thought that was great. Right? That was pretty. That was pretty good. Um. But yeah, man. But uh, what was what was your favorite? One, of the, you know, like I said, it has a, more than one, of course. But one of my favorites, um, you know, has to be uh, Goldberg's W. Okay, okay. Baby. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, even though I did know Goldberg's work in um, WCW, won the, the WCW belt mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I think maybe yeah. B Hogan. Yeah. The top guy in the industry. Yeah, he was a U.S. champion. He was a world heavyweight champion. I know he was U.S. too. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. yeah US. Okay, but yeah, his his debut uh, uh, the day after WrestleMania. That's when the, they started doing the whole make a big debut after the the big main event. Yeah, after the, the big WrestleMania. Uh, main debut. Yeah, against again The Rock. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I guess that that's that's the guy you're gonna do it. You're gonna do it against the big yeah. time guy. And that was the best. I think that was the best promo. Like. Because he's like, like, who's next? You're next! He's a big-ass spear. And the rocks, he could sell. That's the other thing, he could sell. Well, well, that was the thing, right? The Rock is a great seller, especially, like, the stunners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, I mean, look, it, it probably contributed a lot to his, like, acting, like, today, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, well, just man, yeah. opened up and he got speared. And I remember Jim Ross, like, you know, he would add that the commentary just make it even better. Like, oh my god, like Goldberg's here. Yeah, I mean, no, no, that was a, that was a big one, man. That was a big one. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed Goldberg's. Um, you know what I mean? I enjoyed Goldberg's debut. Um, you know, something you never thought you were gonna see. Yeah, I never thought. It was <laughs> and uh, what I liked about his is his wasn't a case of a little bit too late. You know what I mean? Like he came during his prime. Mm-hmm. You know, he can obviously go. And go at a high level. I think he had like a shoulder injury that kind of helped sideline him a little, but not too long. 
What, uh, during WF? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he had missed one of the, as world after he won the heavyweight championship, right? He won it, and I, th- I forget. If, I think he made the pay per view, and then he missed the one right after. I think before he lost to Triple H, right? He lost to Triple H, right? Because he won the belt at was, one of the Armageddon. Yeah. Because and... he did, he had it for like a couple of months, mm-hmm. but no, he, no, no, lie. He he lost at Armageddon. He yeah. Won it. Like I think like a blood, bad blood in the yeah, summertime. something like that. It was before, right? Was it before the elimination chamber? He had the belt for the elimination. Chamber. Okay, so he had the belt for the elimination chamber. Okay, so he made a couple couple defenses, right? But I think he had a shoulder injury at sideline, but you know it was nothing major, right? And then obviously you know he had sour grapes and he left, but no big deal. But um, so that's your favorite, huh? Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, I mean, to you, what, I mean, what makes a day? What, what makes the debut? Why is it a spectacle? And like, what, what kind of anticipation? Well, you know, what, what is it? You know what? It, you, as a fan, you think of these, you know, people making the debut. Like, they gotta be a nervous wreck. Like, it's a different crowd. Yeah, of course. You know, a different fan base. You know, especially back in the day when WCW looking at the documentary, like Jericho even mentioned it, like. The crowds for WCW events, like especially like down, you know, like South Southern territories, yeah, 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 is way different. Like you know, somewhere like in New York, you know, or like the East, is yeah, it's a different, different vibe. And then also the, you have to cut a good promo. You have to if you're gonna talk, cut a good promo or, or go against you know someone that could actually make make it a great debut. Mm-hmm. Like now that we, we mentioned Jericho and Goldberg. They made debuts against The Rock. Yeah. And like we said, The Rock itself, so that's, that added, you know, more to that debut as well. Um, and just getting that reaction. Like, you know, like, for me, I was like, oh my God, I would never thought I would see him in the yeah. WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that has to be it. That has to... It's like, you're going to a live event, you can't explain. You can't explain that. Yeah, that feeling. I mean, you know, it's like um, when Lex Luger came through the crowd for the Nitro, right? Sexy Lexi, right? Goes through the crowd uh, at the the Minneapolis um, Mm -hmm. Mall of America, whatever it is. It makes his debut, right? Like, you know, during the Attitude Era, that was like a thing, man. It was like, who's going to be where each week? You don't get that so much now. And you didn't really get that. You didn't really get it that much before that either. You know, there was this. You know, there was this period of time where, um, you know, virtually the unexpected did happen. You know, yeah. someone, someone, and you know, because the shows were taped delayed back in the day too. You know, um, it was in the dirt sheets, right? Um, but unless you saw them or read them, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching TV, all of a sudden, like the episode where Rick Rude <laughs> was oh, on nice Raw episode. and Nitro on the same night because one show was taped and the other one was live. Nitro being the live show, right? I mean, you know, and you don't get that anymore, man. You don't get that, you know, and, 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 and man, how much I love, loved watching like stuff like that happen. You know, and that was in the heyday, you know. Um you know, almost like you're saying, man, what 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 makes that debut special could be the wrestler, right? Because some guys, eh, you know, like oh, whatever, right? Like Spike Dudley, all right, big deal. You know what I mean? I hate to say it, but all right, big deal. Um, you know, Booker T was good, but all right. Um, DDP, okay. But then when you get guys like RVD come in, you know, or, um, you know, you had Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, you know what I'm saying? We had these guys, you know, um, and most recently, AJ Styles. Exactly. You know what I mean? You had, you had AJ... You know, you you know, the AJ Style one kind of took me back to the way it used to be before, right? And that was no promo. It was just a surprise, right? It was the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and you don't really get those that much these days. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, doesn't you, you just don't get that these days? And it's really rare in the between when you do. Now you get it when the guys show up to NXT, but you know I don't really have the time to watch NXT like that. Uh, yeah, I try right? to be on it. I haven't watched NXT Takeover since I think the one where Shinsuke and Finn Balor 
a while back. Maybe, yeah, man, I kind of fell off. Like, which is cool, because one day, I can catch the Piddles really quick in a relatively short amount of time. So, I'm going to watch them. So yeah, I can they, see put a, they put on some good shows, but they'll take over. Yeah, I like the NXT ones, but then I can see a guy like Drew McIntyre, you know, return slash debut. Right? Because it's almost like a different Drew McIntyre than the, than the one we've had before. Different two iterations prior. Um, but, you know, the, the anticipation of, of that debut is pretty stellar, too. Especially when you know who it is. You know what I mean? And you're like, you just can't wait for that debut to happen. And you, you think it's going to happen, like, one day, like, wait a minute, nothing, and then yeah. it happens. Well, there, there's, there's one in particular where we thought he was in a debut, but it never happened when they were going to when they were gonna do it, which is Sting, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I forget which WrestleMania it was, but whatever, it was, it was The Undertaker was out, but Sting... WrestleMania 26... And Sting was, like, during uh, some sort of contract situation with TNA and renegotiation or whatever. And, you know, WWE tailored those, you know, vignettes uh, for for, uh, what could possibly be a debut, later turned out to be a return, um, to kind of be able to fit, like, a Sting or The Undertaker. And that would have been cool as hell, right? Had that been Sting. Like, that would have been probably one of the ultimate ones. Um eventually we got Sting to debut, but it wasn't the same Sting you could have gotten way back then or before that. And it was a bit disappointing, right? So, you know, not not all debuts um, hit the mark, so to speak. Well, Sting's debut, to me, hit the mark. It's just what followed afterwards. I don't know. It did it for me. I, for me, it was, a, a, it was great, but it was a but what about, like, case hop. Bit too late, you know. No, no, I understand where you're coming from. Like the 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 impact, he made an impact during that night at the the, the debut. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're you're I think referring to what afterwards, like the aftermath afterwards. It, it didn't. Well, yeah. Follow. That's that's what. I'm yeah. Saying. But the impact itself was awesome. The the presentation. Yeah, yeah. It was cool that he got there, but I mean, you know, it was just for me overall. It was still just like it was like a little disappointing, right? It was a little disappointing only because. He didn't win his match, right? Which, you know, whatever the reason was, you know, um, whether it's politics or it's the WWE just needing to bury the last WCW guy. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, people wanted to sting because they wanted to see Sting versus The Undertaker. You know, um, they didn't want to see Sting versus Triple H. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, this just, you know, for me it was a letdown. And had it happened earlier, it had been better, you know, but that, that goes all to anticipation because it was like every year you were like, man, Sting, it's going to be Sting, Sting, Sting. One of these days it's going to be Sting. Yeah, because his contract with TNA were about one year basis. Yeah, you know, so you never knew when it could be him. But eventually it never happened, never happened. And as the years kept going by, the Stinger got older and older and older. Because I remember and, originally, and you lose. Yeah, he lost a, he didn't, he never won a match. I don't think he ever won. I think match. he just won like one tag team match with John Cena. That was it. Yeah. On TV. Uh, on Raw. Raw show, yeah. But then, speaking about Sting, originally, it, before WrestleMania 18, I believe? Yeah, 18. That's when he was supposed to make his debut. Yeah. That's when he came this close to signing with uh, WWE. Yeah. Because he was supposed to be uh, going head to head with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Okay. Which that would have been a, like a yeah, it'd start. Yeah, that's classic. It would have been great, probably. Because yeah. he. He could have also moved still in the ring, probably at, at, at a higher pace and output than he has now, or had when he did debut. Um, but yeah, man, I, for me it was maybe just, just you know it would have been better to see him. But you know, I guess you can't get all all of the uh, all of these debuts or dream matches that you want at the time that you want, you know. Um, but but I mean you know even even like you're saying and we got Sting we finally did get Sting right in a ring um, like I think that was always like a thing right where where the thing with the date with the with the debut of 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 a you know wrestler was always waiting to see your favorite wrestler come to that promotion right whether it was that you're a WCW fan or you're a WWE fan and someone from one of those promotions goes to the other, 
you know, um, or ECW, you know, or, or today it's kind of like, right, it's, it's a TNA, ROH, New Japan, you know what I mean? And seeing someone from there, like, show up somewhere, right, else, um, but it's, 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 um, it's a possibility of having these dream matches, right? Yeah, going back to the AJ Styles thing, when he, he debuted, you know, you never think you'll have a match with a John Cena. And we did get to, you know, experience that. Yeah. Live. Or even Shinsuke Nakamura versus John Cena. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, now I think it's, it's not easier. I think now there's more chances that uh, you could see the dream matches because they could sign, you know, so-and-so. And, you know, even as NXT, NXT for a lot and bring them up. Well, it's like a guy like Samoa Joe, right? Like, you know, you want to see Samoa Joe versus a guy like Triple H. You want to see a guy like Samoa Joe versus a Seth Rollins. You know, like a Roman Reigns. And and the matches against Reigns are pretty good, you know, with with Samoa Joe. I mean, they're they're pretty good matches. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, I I, I think, you know, being able to see guys come over and perform, it's a great thing. Um, But, you know, but then sometimes uh, are some a little bit too late. Like Sting. Like Sting. <laughs> like Sting, well, Speaking right? about Sting, going back to the WCW days, you gotta admit that his Crow character debut was, had an impact. Yeah, yeah, it was like, almost like a re- rebranded, repackaged gimmick. Yeah. And that's definitely, that was definitely pretty cool, right? Especially, because like, when, when, like, okay, so I, I would consider there's like two phases to that, Right. There's when he finally returned and debuted on Nitro um, with the face paint, the original dull face white, paint. Dull white. Yeah, but it, was, but it wasn't like totally, he still kind of had the old stinger kind of makeup. It wasn't the full white mouth covered up either. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was still, still like, like stinger for like... He, but it was white and black. Yeah, he was fed up with like the company, like what's going on, especially with the NWO stuff. Yeah. So I think he took some time off. And then I think the late... 96 that's when he debuted with the Crow uh, character yeah and that was pretty cool against, it was pretty uh, epic yeah against the whole NWO yeah because yeah, WCW at the time they needed like a WCW guy yeah a top WCW guy to go against yeah NWO yeah I didn't watch WCW at the time but like you know when I see like the network and stuff like that was pretty cool debut yeah see so I was gonna say right the second phase to that would be right when he was at uh, what was it uh, Starcade I felt like that was really when that Sting debuted. Well, that was his first match. match. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But for me, oh, for you, yeah, that's the way. I, that's the way I kind of feel about it. Where it was great, where you saw him for months, but it was like, man, when he came out with the with the music, the lightning, the sound of thunder, like that was pretty cool, man. For me, that was pretty cool. Oh, too bad the match wasn't. I I mean yeah I guess the end like the finish of that match was probably the worst part about it right like I thought the match wasn't that bad but the the finish was like terrible but another you can't can't get any worse than Hulk Hogan versus uh, Ultimate Warrior with uh, WCW well, what about Halloween, was it? Havoc. Halloween Havoc right where where they did the fireball thing and it, like burned off Hulk Hogan's like eyebrows or some yeah like ridiculous you know like that that's some them but um. But do you think, do you think, like, all debuts are, like, cracked up to be? Like, because, like, Sting's kind of, like, a two-sided thing, right? Where it's, like... It's good to see him here, but then... But it has the fact. Why now? Like, why even bother well, now? Well, I, I guess better late than never, right? Just so you can you can attract eyes to the to the product. Like, we talk, we talk about now about these great debuts, but, you know, to mention maybe a debut that, um, that, you know... That you thought would probably be a, a big deal, but it wasn't. To me, it was a Rey Mysterio and on SmackDown. Yeah, like he interfered during the a steel cage match. He jumped off the cage against. Yeah, I, I think it was, really high move, yeah. it was all right, but to me, it was like could have been something different. Could have gone head to head with somebody else. I don't because I never really seen Rey Mysterio like that in WCW. So they were hyping up the promos, the vignettes, and stuff, and just to me, it, it didn't it didn't cut it. Like I was like. Oh, okay, he's he's here, but but he's not really. It's not. It didn't have an impact. That debut didn't have an impact. He just ran out, 
and just um, you know, he just cross body off the, the steel cage. Yeah. Well, there we are. It was a cool move. It was a cool moment. It's just it had, it had no panache. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> no panache. Yes. <laughs> it, it didn't do it for me. So. I mean, you know what does it for me? It's Alexa Bliss. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, what does it for me is Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Now that's panache. <laughs> or I'm sorry. Or is that ass? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, but no, 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 um, no, 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 totally, totally understand what you're saying, right? Like, but that's what I'm saying, right? Some debuts are, like, some debuts are lackluster, right? Like, you want to see the guy, but, you know, they show up, big deal. You know what I mean? It's, it's the ones where it's, like, had Hollywood Hogan day, like, when Hollywood, like, when the NWO debuted in WWE, that's, that's something, right? When, when the Outsiders debuted in WCW. Now that's something, right? Because, because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, look, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Razor, Diesel. These are no Scott made a great debut. Yeah, I mean, no, because it it was just you didn't even need any like the word you said like like you know oomph like that. You didn't yeah. need no special effect or anything. He just came out. I mean, ultimately, do you like do you think maybe that's the greatest debut of all time? Not like your own it's personal one of the greatest, one of the greatest ones in, because in it wrestling was just altogether. Wrestling because it was natural. Yeah, you didn't need anything else. Just natural. He just walked out. Grabbed the, like he just grabbed the mic like there was nobody wrestling in the ring. Got in the ring, said what he had to say. And that that and that one look, there was anticipation there, right? There wasn't build up for it, but there was build up after it, right? I mean, it kept you glued. Like you watched every week because you're like, okay, he's here. What's gonna happen next up? And we like, Jiko. Now I'm gonna bring the big guy, right? When he says that, you're like, whoa, big guy. Who's he talking about? Like, I didn't know at the time it was going to be Kevin Nash. Like, I guess I didn't put two and two together that Razor Ramon and, like, Kevin and, and, and Diesel left when they left. Like, I was at the curtain call, but I didn't know what they were doing. I know that was their last match. Right? Well, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, but from what I remember, people telling me, like, because my friend was also at a live event. He yeah. said they were, like, chanting, um... Um, you sold out. You sold out. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck that was. I was like 8 or 10. But, um, uh. he was like, yeah, like this, this, then somebody told him, like, yeah, he, because remember, the internet wasn't like it was now. The internet, yeah, I think it was, it was just it starting. Was in its inception. At, at the time, so you, you didn't know what you're reading is, is correct. Um, he said, yeah, he, his contract came up and he wasn't going to renew it. Yeah. He was going to leave WF. But then the the other part they know they didn't know that he was new to this WCW. But then if you put two two together, makes sense. At the time, remember we were kids, so we didn't yeah. you know the other you know or maybe more mature audience were like, wait a minute, okay, he's leaving WF, so that means he's probably going to WCW because WCW was growing at the time. Yeah, of course. And you know they they had the tendency of you know whoever was leaving or capturing other guys, they take them, bringing them here. So, but then that was the first time that WCW took a guy that was still on his peak. That was still, you know, like yeah, young. it was an older kind of washed yeah. out, or because even though he Scott Hall had his run here, but he, you know, he, he was he, still rather young. Yeah, I mean, he had his debut in WCW, mm-hmm. then came WWF, WWE now, and then back to WCW, but as a whole nother entity, cooler, right? It was a cool factor of him, right? It's a cool factor of uh, of, of Scott Hall. Right, mm-hmm. like you know, it was it was the machismo chico, you know what I'm saying? And 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 then when Kevin Nash debuts a little after that, like come on, man, it, like that to me, it's like it's the only, it's probably maybe the only time that an invasion angle would have felt natural like that, right? Because the NWO, like. The NWO thing was like kind of like an infiltration, right, of WWF guys. Like that was the whole premise, right, of that is that you have WWF guys, right, or former WWF guys from WCW who now formed this group, and then you know eventually they they started taking in um, you know WCW members, right? Like, like Buff no, Backwell. I'm saying the beginning was that was the focus. The yeah, thing. former WWF guys. And then after where they brought Hogan, even yeah, yeah. like the, the 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 only other time that maybe comparison, maybe, would probably be more like the Nexus. But even the Nexus wasn't really like that, right? Because the Nexus 
was the NXT. So then there was only one winner, right, of the uh, of the NXT thing mm-hmm. at that point. So then all the other guys felt like they were fired guys coming back to form, mm-hmm. and 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 they and they ran roughshod right on the on the roster, mm-hmm. right. And we were there for for the show where, where they like a couple sh- weeks after yeah, yeah. the fatal four way and they destroyed the ring and they did everything right. Mm-hmm. We were there for that. Um, another cool moment we were there for. <laughs> Damn, we actually uh, we that's what I was talking about. The John Cena Royal Rumble return. I mean, come on, come on, that was pretty good. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, you'll never get that again in the wrestling industry because look. Yes, you could get Bullet Club. Maybe one day to invade WWE. Maybe who knows with the legalities of everything that's going on now. But it'll never. But it'll never be what the NWO was because you didn't really know at the time, right? And it mm-hmm. had really never been done in, in American soil because in New Japan they had um, they basically had I forget the name of the group that the NWO was based on, but they had an angle over there, right? Mm-hmm. Originally. And that's where they got it from. But here in the States, you never had that. And I was like the first time you had it. And that and that in itself, I don't think, I don't think can ever be replicated no. to that effect. Well, you tried know? to do it here and just... Yeah, it didn't work. It wasn't the same thing when the NWO debuted here, you know, like it did over there. And that, and that was pretty cool, you know? It was cool that it was here, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. But let me ask you a question, man. You know, and, 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 you know, segue naturally, I think, from that is, do they views still have the same meaning that they once had? No, no. Because, like you said, back then it was, like, more rival companies. Yeah. And, okay, one person's left WCW, like, oh, my God, they, they, my, that person might come to WF. Yeah. But you didn't know. Now you have all these, you know, independent, you know, wrestlers. That they'll sign a deal with OVF, but then you automatically now be like, oh. They're going Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. A guy like like El Patron Alberto de Rio leaves WWE, so there's only, I mean, obviously, let's just say, uh, let's not talk about the Indies. Okay. Let's talk ROH, TNA, uh, New Japan, and I don't really know what big promotions there are in, in the UK, but really, it happens in the UK, whatever. It's like like a blip. Right, it's not really even happening. It's like a little you can flick it away, right? It's like a little crunch. Mm-hmm. But we got ROH, TNA, New Japan, right? Alberto Del Rio leaves WWE, shows up at one or, or GFW, which is now mm-hmm. TNA, right? Or well, TNA, which is now GFW. He leaves and abuse, you know, any one of these companies. So we obviously we know he ended up ROH. He did do GFW, right? Now he he got fired. Um, does that even matter to you? Me personally, if it was El Patron, Alberto Del Rio, nineteen circa nineteen ninety five, leaves WWF at the time, and you know he probably have uh, he he probably be a livery driver, right? That probably his gimmick because at that time, right? That that's what it was occupation. Did he be a Hispanic? limo driver, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or dishwasher, maybe. And he shows up in WCW. What's... How we react? Would it, I would, think it would be a, diff, be a diff, different field. 95, 96? Yeah, because you have a growing company. If he was to go to WCW, you've got a growing company that's trying to compete with WF. you got a, a, a top star like Alberto Rio, you know, former world champion. Yeah. You know, Royal Rumble winner, you know, going against John Cena and Edge. Yeah, you, 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 it'll be a different impact. And now it's like, okay, Alberto Rio, like, big deal. But is it because there's not another big player like a WCW? Or is it because these companies, or is it the wrestler himself? What, what, no, it's just, is? not the wrestler, it's just the company. Uh, I'm not saying mismanagement, it's just they, they wouldn't know. How to bring him in? Like, just who just show up and you know, not no, no hype, you know, behind it. Okay, okay, I can understand that. So, um, you know, so I guess I guess that 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 says a lot, right? Because it's like we were saying before. I mean, does could have 
meaning, right? Because if Bullet Club showed up tomorrow on Raw, or during, you know, during a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. right? Would they have, would that be a huge impact for you? It would. Knowing, you know, what have they done so far. And having former Bullet Club members in so is it because, WF now. So is it because of, so is it because of the landscape of wrestling today that you think de- debuts don't have the same meaning? Is it because there isn't another big player? I mean, is it is it just like is it a matter of time, right? Before there's another number two that can actually compete with the WWE, so that we can so 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 moments like that can be recreated between like, promotions or. And just this one promotion itself. I think there's going to be a time there's going to be another promotion, like a WCW, to come up and be number two or give their run. And I think with a new founded NWA, I think they could definitely make a like a run to be the, like another WCW. Because they have the resources. But, but what what makes, what's, what's it to make it work for them? That, that what, what, what can they do different that TN, uh, TNA, GFW, or ROH aren't doing right now because New Japan is a huge player overseas that's that's huge over there but they're not it's overseas but yeah so it's not here in the states I don't know it's just NWA has been around for a while and then from when I've heard they want to rebrand it to be like a player again to to mean something again to go to you know to you know wrestle for NWA you know because before and they've always been around yeah 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 it's just that we never acknowledged it yeah, well, they're they're not as big as they once were, right? Mm-hmm. They were never big because they, they still had NWA champions still during the TNA days, and yeah, and during now still. I mean, yeah. even and even between, I think, like after they were defunct as a company, they were still like an NWA championship. Yeah, the championship always still existed. We just didn't know who was champion. We know who was there. Um. But in my opinion, I think the NWA, if they, with the resources they have, and if they could try to get big name players, they could definitely uh, make, you know, I'm not saying completely compete with the WWE, but, you know, make them actually look look behind them, like, listen, you have this company coming up and making a run for, you know, for our money. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, look, the thing I like about the debuts was the fact that anything can happen anytime, any place. I don't feel that now, and even, and even so, like because like, I don't know, maybe because maybe I am a mark. Um, <laughs> although that's not what we are here on the podcast, um, you know, because there isn't a second player out there, right? Because there isn't a second player out there, I don't know that you know, I don't know that, like you said, it's going to have the same effect. And until there is another number two that can compete. You know, because, like, WCW had the means to create a spectacle of it, right? Because mm-hmm. WCW never felt like a second-rate promotion, right? WCW had a different feel to it because it was like a southern-run promotion, right? As opposed to the North, a uh, big Northeastern company, right? But but that's like anything, right? Like, if you go from New York to even Boston and you go to, uh, I mean, I should say to Salem and Massachusetts... It has like a small town feel compared to like Queens. Do you know what I'm saying? So I kind of envision that's the way companies are ran, and, and that's why the debuts just don't like, no, like, have the same impact that they once did. Yeah, like like right now, if somebody wants to leave, you know, GFW or TNA to come here, it's just yeah, it wouldn't. But then the other thing I blame also is just um the internet now, because you'll know right away. Oh, this person left. Like he's probably going to go, and yeah. you know, oh, did he sign with the the and again, this isn't us talking about former past stars returning to companies. We're talking about the people people's. being first time ever, first time at a at a company. Yeah, because you'll a know. Promotion, just, I should say. And then the thing is, WF sometimes now they will announce on their social media or on their website, "Oh, we just signed so and so." Yeah. So you know, okay, they they're gonna debut soon or, or or whatever. But but if it's like a big star. Right, I, I imagine depending what depending brand who. he lands, what show he lands. I mean, it could be a big build up if you surprise us, right? But if you start cut, if you give us a date, 
I think it was a little of its luster. For me, a debut is like you don't know who this person is. Surprise debut, yeah. And 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 they just show up. You know, those have probably the best impact. Like like going back, um, well, I, I didn't know when the Radicals made the debut. Yeah, I didn't know they were they left WCW. Yeah, and that was a surprise to me. Yeah, even yeah, though they too. didn't, it was just what they were just on in the front row of Raw. Four guys. It, you again, that's another one. You don't need no, you know presentation or big, you know, hype. You just have, you know, big name stars from WCW, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, and, uh, what was the other, Saturn? Perry Saturn. Yes. Yeah, you didn't need, you know, they were like, and by they the were way, still on their peak. That's the thing. They were still on their peak. It, it, and by the way, looking at them, I guess if you didn't really know that they didn't leave WCW, that would make you think. Like, kind of like an outsider type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um... Are there, you know, are there any mega stars that you're anticipating to debut? Like, you know, I guess the WWE is a big promotion, right? And, um, you know, for us, I guess that's going to be the thing, right? Debuting for us would be really in WWE. They would make an impact. Um, are there any? Are there any guys out there that you would want to see, or that you're waiting to debut with WWE and can have the kind of impact debuting there that? You know, the yesteryear debuts had. You know what I mean? Had that feeling that we've been talking about. Right now, it has to be uh, Kenny Omega. I've seen a couple of his matches, and like the promos we cutting. Yeah, he he will make a definitely a great a big impact if it's the debut, a surprise debut in WWE. Yeah, yeah, like an AJ Styles type of thing. And even if they hyped it up, right? As like if the promos kind of kind of had you thinking you know what I mean like that would be that would be great if they if they kept you thinking and guessing like who's this guy but the only problem with that is right if he's off like if you don't see him touring with New Japan Pro Wrestling or he doesn't sign an ROH or something like then you're like alright well it's gotta be Kenny Omega <laughs> right you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I don't know how, like how that works you know cause I guess the only way it would really like I would still love to see him mhm but the only way that I can be surprised, I guess, doesn't exist here anymore because they have the no comp, the no compete clauses. I guess. Well, I thought it was only WWE or most companies have that. Clause. No, I think a lot. I think they all kind of have like a oh, ninety yeah? day. Like you can't. Comp- well, I know WWE like, started. You can't, like I think you can't show up on TV. Like you could do indies and stuff like that, but you can't show up. Well, I know with WWE they have because we knew because we knew AJ Styles was coming, yeah. right? Because he had his last match, but we just didn't know. When and they didn't hype it up, he just showed up. But he wasn't signed to no. He wasn't. He was working his, independently. He wasn't. Signed. No, but he was New Japan Pro Wrestling. He had signed like a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. No, I'm saying, but before he came to the WWE, I mean, he, he was just, um, I think for what two months. Well, he, he was, was just doing the independent circuit. Well, no, because he did. He was doing ROH New Japan, right? I think at the same time. Because he left TNA, right? He left TNA. He then stepped foot into an ROH ring. ROH had then cross-promoted with New Japan. He did, He you know, he, he was there for a while. And then the Wrestle Kingdom show was beginning of January. Okay. And then he debuted later that month, the Royal Rumble. Well, what I'm saying, was he still under contract with... Um... No, I think his contract was up. So it was just a one night. It was yeah, like, it was like a one year thing. I think it was like no, no. He had been wrestling with New Japan for a while because he was part of the Bullet Club in New Japan. Because Finn Balor left, came to WWE, right? AJ Styles debuts the night that Finn Finn Balor's last night in New Japan Pro Wrestling. AJ Styles joins Bullet Club, and then Bullet Club beats up Finn Balor in the ring. Yeah. You know, and AJ Styles takes over, right? And then he left, literally, like, I think he was there for a year, I think, and then literally he left at the Wrestle Kingdom show was his last match there because that's the match where Shinsuke Nakamura had his last match. Um, that's the same place where um, Gallows and um, what's, what's the other guy? Yeah, Carl Anderson had their last match, right? Except I think Shinsuke and 
Anderson and Gallows had, I think, one more match, and then they, I think, they dropped their respective title. I Nakamura, I think, dropped his title, and then Gallows and Anderson had their last match, and then they were they were done because they had to tell the guys in New Japan, "Hey, um, we're not signing with you guys. We're going to the WWE," and that's how that happened. And then you know they debuted a little later, April, you know, but AJ Styles made a huge impact right then and there. So, I mean, I guess it could happen, right? I guess where a guy like Kenny Omega can come in maybe in that capacity. You know, show up at a Rumble or a big match, just make that impact. Because he doesn't need to go to NXT. I don't want to see that. No, I don't think he... You know, uh, like Adam Cole, like I didn't... I don't really know his work, so I don't know if he needed, a, you know, NXT to, you know, to build him up to come to the main roster. I think so. I think Adam Cole needed work. I think he needs work. Because I don't think... I think AJ Styles fits the WWE style more than, like... Well, he's been wrestling for a long time. You know, but he did his little run in WCW. He did some dark shows in WWE. You know, then he did TNA. He's been a main eventer. Like, I mean, the guy... The guy... I think guys like him, Samoa Joe, they probably should be just called right up. Guy like Adam Cole's good, but he's not AJ Styles good. The thing is, also, I think NXT is a it does good in a way that because you could sign a big name player from like the Indies or TNA or or, or New York, New Japan, but then at first you don't know what to do with him. So it's like, you know what, we have NXT, Let's put him in NXT, you know, for a little bit, and then we could figure out, you know, what we could do with you know with this person mm-hmm. and how who who could he go against, and then when the, the time comes, put him in the main roster. Yeah, because you know. Um, no, Kevin Owens, like you know, I've heard he was you know like a big name in the Indies. Yeah, well, yeah, ROH in the Indies. But then if you were brought him straight Kevin, to the Kevin Steen, straight to the main roster. Like, I think it would have, you wouldn't know what to do with him. Well, that's the thing, right? Because the WWE, I mean, because that's the thing. I guess if you debut in the WWE, the rosters are big, right? The rosters are big. Um, you know, there's there's already main, there's already the guys for each brand and there's only so many spots that you can have top guys so when you get bigger guys like you get big indie guys who can cross over and I think be big guys at big draws they make they may get lost in the shuffle right maybe that's why sometimes certain guys debuting like um Mike Kanellis right he's in Smackdown he was like amazing like doing his runs in ROH right he was amazing I guess in the indies and he's in the WWE now. He's lost in the shuffle. Like, they're burying him in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Um, who's another guy? Who's another guy off the top of your head that you can think of was big maybe on the indies? Came Neville. Big on the indies. Neville, big on the indies. Debuted, right? Pac debuts as Adrian Neville, right? NXT. Does his thing down there, right? Ultra High Flyer. Gets to the WWE. And and he and look, he gets lost in a shuffle, right? He's a face, right? He's a face. You know, doesn't really connect. I think with the audience as a face. No. Turns heel. What? How how's this guy? Like, I understand. Is it if it's a size thing? Okay, but like, yo, how are you not like? How's this guy not your top heel? He does better work as a heel than Bray Wyatt. Like, he does better work as a heel than, like, who are your heels right now? Like, Jinder Mahal. He's good. I like I like Jinder. I think Jinder's getting good. Yeah. He deserves what's going on. He reminds me of Edge. Yeah, in a way. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Um, But, you know, yo, Adrian Neville as a heel would be your ultimate heel right now. The ultimate heel. If he was still there. Plus, plus, I think the little guy thing works for him in a way, and I hate to say it like that. But for him as a heel, the little guy thing works because he can, he, you know, like, look, there's no reason why a guy like Rey Mysterio was able to be big guys. You know what I mean? And I think Adrian Neville's probably a little bigger in size than him. Like, why he couldn't do the same thing? You know? Like, beat your top faces. And just that swagger that he has because maybe he's not as big as the other guys makes him even a better heel because, you know, he's able to use that as his strength. You know what I mean? And he gets lost in the shuffle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the potential that guy had. 
or ha- well, still has, and will probably reap the benefits of that somewhere else. But sucks. Yeah. You know, not, I guess not every guy is going to have his equal equal share, equal opportunity. Well, he did his run in the cruiserweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't think he could like Austin Aries is another guy too. Austin Aries is another name. guy, big name coming off like TNA, but the Indies, ROH, like doesn't translate well to WWE. Like I couldn't, you know, this guy was great on the microphone. He was he was great in the commentating thing when he broke his over. Uh, orbital socket at the hands of Shinsuke Nakamura and like he's not having that it's not connecting it's not connecting you know what I mean well he could have if they would let these guys do what they gotta do so I don't wanna see guys debut you know my point is I don't wanna see guys debut and then they're gonna suffer because of WWE you know what I mean as a machine that kinda sucks which is why WCW and having WWE was so great back in the day right because you know, you got you had a guy like Jericho didn't did good. I thought personally in 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 WCW, I liked his run there, especially when he went heel and it wasn't like the 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 cute baby face, you know, um, like cute, you know, heartthrob Chris Lionheart, and then he turned heel and he was just like upset because he would lose matches and he was having all these great rivalries. You know, listing a, a, the the list of a thousand, a thousand and one holes that he knows or whatever. Um, you know, like his feud with Goldberg, whatever. You know, you knew he had the tools and the skill set, right? Um, to be a big guy, but they didn't give him that chance. But you can see there's a star there. Then he goes to WWE. Debuts, amazing debut, mm-hmm. but then the struggle to find his way there, but eventually gets a shot, gets an opportunity, and when you look at Chris Jericho now, do you know what I'm saying? Goes with the radicals, like you got Eddie Guerrero, yeah, Chris Benoit, yeah, but but, but, but then also Perry Sanders and G Malenko didn't thrive the same way those other two guys thrived, right? Yeah. So two got lost in the shuffle, but two did, you know, two two did. You know, make the most of it and got their opportunity. They were given an opportunity, and and they went with, and they yeah. ran with the ball. It's like back it, in the day, in the nineties when uh, ECW was coming up. Yeah. Um, Raven. Yeah. They had him as Johnny Polo here. Yeah. And, and then he goes to ECW. Big name they all Raven. Yeah. ECW Raven flock. Yeah, but even but I mean, like, man, like dream matches, right? We're talking about dream matches, debuts. Could you have imagined RVD, ECW RVD, debuting circa 95, and not for the invasion angle that they had, right? It was like early 96-ish, 95, 96? 96. Right? Late 96. Had you had RVD debut during like 97, 98, when he was at his best, and maybe go up against a guy like Shawn Michaels, Wow. Wow. That would have been the, probably one of the best matches you would have seen on TV. Because they're similar styles in a way. Mm-hmm. But, like, that could have been, like, a crazy dream match. That would have been a debut I wanted. I would have wanted to see earlier. Because then, like, the RVD we got, it's a little older. And I, I think he was still great. But, you know, the WWE limited him. Li- limited his, I guess... Arsenal, maybe. Maybe the way he worked, right? Because the WWE style is different than... You know, but, man, like, you know what I mean? That would have been a hell of a debut. And then back in the day, it was great when he finally did arrive. He's always a huge, you know, Rob Van Dam fan. But, like, that would have been a dream matchup for me. Same thing with Taz. Yeah, Taz was, like, lost in the shuffle, bro. That was, like, forget it. Like, Even though, but his debut was a big debut. Yeah, it was a huge debut. Fucking the Garden. Yeah, yeah, man, like. All right, so, you know, what are some of your favorite debuts and what are some most memorable debuts? Let's 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 wrap it up. Let's... So the ones we spoke about. Okay, so the ones we spoke about, what the else? The memorable one, the memorable, memorable, memorable. debut. Um, to me, it has to be... Um, Tough one, man. 
That was like, it was a couple. Like, like we mentioned the Y2J one. Um, um, you know, more Dali. It has to be the right. Looking looking back, memorable it has to be the AG Styles one because AG Styles, because um, he's been through the business for like years, and to finally see him like in the big stage, big big name company Dali, it's rewarding. Rewarding to, to him. The fans. And rewarding to the fans. Yeah. Because you, you finally have the AG Styles that, you know, you've always been wanting for and, years. And the cool thing about the AJ Styles thing is he hasn't lost a step, man. And you're basically going to see AJ Styles, who's who's changed his, uh, you know, who's changed his skill, his moveset a little. Mm-hmm. But it, I feel like nothing got lost with AJ. And I honestly, I was afraid. I honestly thought AJ was gonna get lost in the shuffle, bro. Like that for me was gonna be, I I honestly that's that was a feeling. I was glad to see him, but I don't I don't think had he not had the reaction he had at the Rumble, that could have gone sideways for him. Yeah, yeah. I think that because I because you know nobody knew he was gonna really show up for the Rumble. But wasn't the big hype was that the night before he did an indie show. And the night before or the Friday, um, there's a video. I'm, I gotta look it up. That he he. But it was similar to the Hardys thing too. Then the ROH. Yeah, he did, match there was a indie show he did, Mania. and they knew he already signed. And then the ch- the, the crowd was like Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. He's like, right, there, I oh, I could be, you know. Oh, okay. Here, you know what? That sounds I, similar. Yeah, yeah. That, like, that, I could uh, be familiar. I, say, I could right. be somewhere else. You know, you never know where I'll be. Something like that. Something similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then yeah, people yeah, like, yeah. they already knew, like, oh, Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Cause it was literally like, either the I night before. I know where I'll be. <laughs> the night before or that Friday yeah, of, yeah. The, of the, uh, the pay-per-view. That, that's, yeah, that's what happened. That's what I think hyped it up even more. Because people already knew he signed. Yeah. They just didn't know we show up at the Rumble. So then when he made his last show and he did that, you know, that promo, we cut that promo in the end. Like, okay, he's still showing up at the Rumble. But then at the same time, as a WWE fan, like, okay, maybe that's just a curveball, and, you know, he won't show up in the room. But it is what it is. But then also, I think it would have been even better that if he would have showed up at the Rumble, but as a later entry. But I know they were doing the whole storyline with, uh, with Triple H, you know, being number 30 and yeah. against uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that worked for me, though, man. Honestly, I think that worked for me. Where, um, where you know he shows up, right? Totally worked for me. As number, like, what was he? Number one or two? Number three. Number three. Oh, hey, he's number three. So yeah, no, 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 no. That, that, that worked. That worked for me, man. That worked for me on so many levels because it was a big impact, and you got to see him work. For most of that rumble, and you, you, you almost he left it. Like, yeah, yeah, you so almost had, and you almost had the feeling. Like, Wait, is he gonna win? Is he gonna let him win this? So that was like, yo, for me, that was like definitely, um, like that for me was like really interesting setup, you know. And I, and I think it was pulled off nicely. It was, it was worked. It was a good work. Yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, I think that was good. Um, I'm trying to think. What, what for me would be like one of my more memorable ones? Um, I guess like Bobby Roode. Being there for Bobby Roode was like a really memorable one for me. SmackDown. Well, SmackDown. They yeah, do? yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause oh, we, were, we were there. Yeah, because we were there. You know, it was it was like this crazy like wow factor. You know, everyone started singing the glorious song. You know what I mean? Um, so that one was good. I think another memorable one for me was the Big Show. When they oh, referred yeah. to him as Paul White, actually. I forgot about that. That was like a big one for me, too, man. He comes right out to the middle of the ring. Right? Middle of the ring. Um, you know what I mean? You know, basically interferes in, 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 in the steel cage match between Bre- um, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. You know? But then I also feel like that one was a very memorable one because of the way it happened but like the big show never lived up to the to the hype, hype right um, well at first yeah but then after the year yeah just... but it was like it, it lost its it lost its wow factor uh, another one that was memorable for me was Ric Flair debuting in the WWF 
Back when, 92? 92, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I should say. You know, only because I always wanted that dream match. Which never happened. WWF, you know, you know, Hulk, um, you know, runs wild, uh, you know, All-American against Ric Flair. And we never, I think they had, it was like house they match. They had house show match, but, but that, never. Yeah, but never like actual like pay-per-view match. You know what I mean? Like all the it possibilities. It was supposed to be WrestleMania 8's yeah. main event. But then they ran live shows and their matches was like, they said it was terrible. Like the, Because the thing is, that the, what people say, like, they both had like massive egos. Like one yeah. guy didn't want to do this, the other one they didn't want a job, yeah. They had to collaborate. So that, that's another problem when it comes to like somebody debuting and they have like a massive ego. But I, I think now that's a little less. Back then, no, yeah, back then, yeah. But now, yeah, now you don't really see that as much. Yeah. No, you don't. I don't think you see it at all. Right? Yeah, no, no, not really. Really, not your Enzo <laughs> or the Miz way back when. Um, what about the uh, Legion of Doom? What debut? Debuting in WWF. Well, I was still, I was still, you know, small when that happened, but I didn't know, later on, knowing that what they've done, like NWA and WWE. Yeah, 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 the Rise of Road Warriors, yeah. New Japan, yeah. It's a nostalgic, because, you know, oh my God, these badasses, like, toured all around the world, and now NWF. No, they lived up to the hype. Okay. Up to the hype. Okay. Well, um, that concludes our re-debut. <laughs> on debuts uh stay tuned um thanks for listening and well hopefully people listen <laughs> and uh you'll you'll tune in again um you know so this is uh this is ravishing rick and this is the cerebral anal- analyst signing off and uh until next time